Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to this very special episode of the Curzon Cinemas podcast where we will be discussing our films of the year so far. I'm Sam Howlett and I'm joined by Helen Seymour. Hello. And Jenna Hobbs. Hiya. So this week we're going to be talking about all the films that have been released in the UK in 2016 up to July. Quite a free-flowing discussion I think, just talking about the films we've liked, some we didn't. Lot going to be a lot of arguing. I feel, um, but I'm always up for an argument. So, first of all, I'd like to say a big thank you to our friends at CSR who are allowing us to use a brand swanking new studio, uh, which we'll hopefully be using uh, every week from here on out. It's pretty nice. Like the new studio, guys? Yeah, I like it. Excellent, great. Um, so, on with the show. Uh, Jenna, do you want to start? Yeah. For a film out there? One of my favourite films so yeah. far. Yeah, so I'm going to go with an early film that I enjoyed, uh, Room. It was released in the US in 2015, and it uh, won an Oscar for Brie Larson for Best Actress. Yep. Absolutely loved it. Released here in January. Thought it was incredible. I think it's the most moving, one of the most moving films I've seen in a really, really long time. Absolutely agree with you. Um, We loved Room, didn't we, we Sam? Yeah, first ever podcast, so that's quite special as well. Special moment for the Um, both of us. But yeah, Room is really amazing, really moving. Mm -hmm. I... Cry. I saw it twice and cried both times. Yeah, I cried in all the places I didn't think I was going to cry yeah. as well. Like when, um, oh, we did allowed to do spoilers on Room. I think it's been out for long enough, hasn't it? I think so. Yeah. So when Jacob is escaping from, yeah. from Room and he's in the back of the truck, I just couldn't, I was like borderline hysterical watching it because it's so I was fast really paced. hysterical. Yeah. So scary and you just don't know what's going to happen. I just felt like I was on that whole journey with him. Yeah, I think so. And I think um, just the way it's all sort of narrated by a child was a really nice little technique to bring you into this world and you really believe the fact that he thinks room is the whole world and he's got these kind of like it's childish so ideas and one, yeah like well, i mean it's a really sad concept but also so beautifully executed and the relationship between yeah brie larson and jacob tremblay was incredible and she so deserved that oscar definitely i think it's i think of the oscars we did an oscar special show mm-hmm. if you listen to that but um I think the only the most well deserving award that year was Brie Larson for Room. Yeah, completely agree. Yeah. She's outstanding. And all the little details in Room, you know, the set that they yeah. worked with is incredible. The egg snake. Egg snake. Oh yeah. The Maze. plugs. Yeah. 
the fact that they did actually do it in the room and it wasn't a set yeah. so it felt claustrophobic when they were in there and massive respect for director Lenny Abramson for make, you know making a film which where the first half is all set in one room and making it feel mm. cinematic yeah yeah um, he received I mean, an Oscar nomination. It was seen as quite a surprise Oscar nomination. Oh, um, no, I can totally but 100%, 100% deserved, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, room, really good choice, I think. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if it's my number one. I'm going to hold back my number one, but it's yeah. t- totally in my top five. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, okay, so, Helen. Lucas! Good night, Mummy. Lucas! I hate horror films. Yep. It was such a journey, wasn't it, Sam? It was a, it was a roller coaster. Wasn't it? To use that overused metaphor, but it was. You were there with me. How do you think I fared in the cinema? Uh, not well. <laughs> <laughs> I watched You were it. a bit of a wreck. <laughs> now, I don't see Goodnight Mummy, so I think I need you guys to fill me in a little bit. I watched the whole thing. What do you mean a wreck? You were very... Um, in my, yeah, yeah, there was a lot of just sort of facial expressions during that film. And Should have been watching the film, not my face, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you did okay. You, you saw the whole okay. thing. Okay. 10 out of 10, I'd give myself. <laughs> for bravery. For bravery, A for effort. <laughs> anyway, I thought it was really good. It is a really Actually, solid really good film. film. Yeah. yeah. Really well made. Um, um, it's about two twin boys. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's all we can say. <laughs> yeah, well, all you can no, listen to, we did a uh, podcast special devoted to Goodnight Mummy earlier in the year. Yeah. So I think go and seek that out if you want to learn oh, more. Wow. But... It's a real great combination of art house aesthetic and horror. Um, How scary is it? Because I'm not very, very, very scary, very unsettling. But it's so not. You're telling me I shouldn't watch this. But not, no, in, uh, not, not alone, necessarily no. okay. in a hugely supernatural way. Okay. In a kind of like jumpy. There's no jump. There's scares. no jump scares at all. Okay. It's all mood. It's worse than that. Oh no! And what made it stand out for you guys then? I think it is just the fact that it's so well made mm-hmm. and horror is often seen as a slightly lower genre I think compared to others because yeah. uh, it's always people think when people say horror they think of torture porn like Hostel or mm-hmm. Saw or and the it's so slasher films okay. but this is genuinely I think it's one of the best looking films of the year one of the best made films of All the year All the Bugs yeah, the bugs and just like the, the design of the house and the woods nearby. And there's a bit where they have nosebleeds. Yeah. And they're just sitting by the bath and it's all white apart from the red. And oh. it's incredible. Just things like okay. that. And there's like there's like paintings on the wall. I know you love your paintings, Helen. Uh, there's paintings <laughs> on the wall and just like you can really tell that they've put a lot of effort into yeah. choosing each specific painting to go on there. And some beautiful... Uh, I love a metaphor. Oh, give me a metaphor any time of the week. <laughs> full, of, full of the metaphor. So much you could look into this. Okay, great. I'm a- Psychological thriller as well. Yeah, very psychological. Messes very Freudian. With your mind. Love a bit of Freud. Mm. You always talk about Freud. I love Freud, yeah. <laughs> it is very Freudian. I talk about Freud a lot. It is <laughs> it's so Freudian, actually. It is, yeah. That bit with the monitor. Yeah. Mm. It is. You, I think you, you like, like it? it. Yeah, definitely. Okay, I'll be brave. I'll suck it up. I was quite brave with a couple of other horror films this year. So. We'll be talking about one yeah. very soon. Um, but next, so my, I'm going to pick a film now. High Rise. I feel like there may be some slight disagreement in the room for that. I loved High Rise, Helen. I loved High Rise. <laughs> for me, because I saw it in November at the yeah. uh, premiere. Oh, get you. Uh, stood very close to Tom Hiddleston. Handsome man. Uh, I saw it. 
there and I thought it was fine, but nothing amazing. It took me the second viewing a few months later when it was out in wide release but to really appreciate it and really love it. Just complete anarchy on show and complete chaos, um, which Ben Whitley does really well, w- without it being completely, without it falling apart or mm-hmm. being messy or just collapsing in itself. I think he did a really good job of portraying that while it, but it's still quite you can still comprehend what's going on. Yeah, I'm 100% with you, Sam. I absolutely love Tyrus. Yeah. I mean, there were so many parts of it that I found really difficult to watch because yeah. it's so gruesome at points. It is, yeah. Um, I, but I, I just loved it. I thought it was such a cool concept. Yeah. Such a great kind of... I don't know. I think just looking at that kind of hierarchy of being and how, yeah. how long can you suppress people before a, a revolt will happen. I think there's a lot going on. I think, you've, mm. on one hand, you've got this metaphor about social class and yeah. sort of Thatcherism, but then you've also got yeah like a great idea yeah it's the, it's one of those films where you can sum it up just like oh it's about it's all set in a tower block and the inhabitants are kind of at war with each other on each floor and the whole thing sort of fall, falls apart and i think that's a great yeah. and then you're like yeah i really that sounds really good and then there's so much in it once yeah. you get what so it. many amazing characters characters are amazing so many great yeah. actors in it as well and i think luke evans performance as wilder uh-huh. is this possibly the standout performance of the year yeah, i think so amazing. far absolutely amazing just pretty much playing oliver reed just with the build of like a rugby player yeah and just going mental on and screen there was just such a sense of foreboding with the whole yeah. film you were just waiting for it all to go wrong and it paid off yeah and I think it plays around with genre in a really nice mm-hmm. way there's a lot of sort of Monty Python-esque comedy in mm-hmm. there yeah it was really funny there's also horror I yeah. think oh, elements as yeah, well and definitely. sci-fi like the build it's almost futuristic in parts like, and the way the built the high rise is filmed is like a spaceship at some points yeah. Uh, yeah it's really nice and it feels like it doesn't feel like it's the real world it does feel like it's some sort of weird distant future or yeah, something I but it's set in the 70s yeah it felt like it was the future with the 70s yeah. vibe but I can I know this film's been quite divisive like I know lots yeah. of people didn't like it I think we have a one in the room <laughs> go on Helen it's your turn Helen no it's fine <laughs> <laughs> I I said it on the thing I didn't like how um, I thought the move to it all going into anarchy happened too quickly mm-hmm. okay. and it lost me yeah um, well because well just, yeah, we so, so, me and Jenna work in a Curzon cinema, and there were some customers that d- did think it's not for me. Yeah, and lots I of get people that. walked out. I do get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if it was walkouts, and they, I think they agree with you, Helen. Where some people are just like it, just it happens too quick. That it's a Marmite descent. film, I think. Yeah, love it or hate it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think people who didn't like it that felt very strongly about not liking it. Yeah. Um, and you can kind of see why. I agree that it did go a little quickly into anarchy because I do think the whole setup of... Yeah. I love the setup, yeah. just to say. Could have yeah. been a That whole thing. There. Yeah. I love, but that, you know, that comes from J.G. Ballard. Yes. Yes, I should point out it's based true. on a book. Very, very, very well-written book. I it's haven't like, read it. Yeah, I think the book maybe is more... It takes its time more to mm. send it out. It's so hard to, to get yeah, a whole to get book it right. into a film, yeah. you know? Especially a J.G. Ballard book. Mm-hmm. It's so complex. Right, so uh, High Rise there. Uh, again, We that was one of our films of the week earlier on in mm-hmm. the year, and you can find that if you go on iTunes or SoundCloud and look for the Curzon Cinemas podcast. Jenna, your f- next okay, film. My next favourite film, I think, is Anna Melissa. Interesting. I 
absolutely loved Annalisa. And again, I think it's been another Marmite film. I thought, I mean, so it's an animation which was yep. absolutely beautifully done, incredibly done. I think it just delved into so many things that you don't usually see an animation explore. It was about a man going through a crisis and yeah, I just absolutely loved it. Thoughts, anyone else? Uh, oh, go ahead. Cool. Sam? <laughs> <laughs> um, I agree, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think the trade <laughs> It's um, it is an, it's an odd one because I don't feel the need to revisit it. Okay. Oh, I do. Okay. I feel like I mean I did I really appreciated what it did, uh-huh. what it said, the characters, the dialogue, and just the fact that it's animated in that in the way it's animated yeah. is so original. And I feel like if it was live action, mm-hmm. it'd be a totally different film. So I think the animation is really oh, um, the animation it needs totally to be there. Makes it. Yeah. I mean, it couldn't be the same because obviously no. in the animation they've made everyone's faces look the same. Yeah, they've done that. I mean, that's and that's a, another great concept. Like we're talking about high rise, yeah. that you chat to someone and you think that's a really good selling point. I think with Annalisa, everyone's got the same face. Everyone's same face, same voice. Yeah. and yeah, it would have been impossible to do yeah. um, without that. I just found it incredibly moving. I think I've watched it three or four times now. Okay, and I yeah, I thought it was amazing. The trailer really missold it to me. The trailer yeah. really it's deceptive, makes, isn't it's it? Very deceptive. Yeah. It makes it seem like it's um, a really romantic film. I um, think you're extraordinary. Oh, Sam, you do obvious this. to me that you are. Sam does this every time. I <laughs> do it more. Do it more. Everybody's at a day. Some good, some bad. <laughs> Now do Harry Potter. No. <laughs> Come on, it's really good. <laughs> I thought so too, Harry. <laughs> so good. It's very um, good. Sam's impression show coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much what this is already. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's been trying to make it that since day one. <laughs> but Alan Release of the Train is really deceptive. It looks it like a romantic film and it's the complete opposite. It's probably the yeah. least romantic film. And that lovely line it's of bleak. like, I think you're extraordinary. It's obvious is, to me that you are. It's just so depressing. It's tainted now. It's so tainted. Um, yeah, I just think it's such an interesting look at kind of mental health problems and yeah. people who can't relationships. relationships. Yeah. yeah, I loved it. I think the reason I'm not in any rush to revisit it is because it's so bleak. It is bleak, and I just yeah. think, when am I ever going to be at home just think, oh, I really fancy watching Annalisa. I just... Really want to oh, cheer myself up yeah. today. <laughs> I um, really like it, looking back. Mm-hmm. I wasn't as positive on our podcast no. because about it, that I how I feel about it yeah. now. Because... Um, I was so fooled by the trailer. Yeah, yeah. And I was ready for a happy film. Yeah. And I went in there and it registered in my head like a horror movie. (laughs) I can see that, yeah. And then I thought of... I was thinking, but it's not a horror movie because it's too true. (laughs) (laughs) And then I was just stuck with that for ages. So by the time we did the podcast, I was still in the middle of trying to process it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the mark of actually a really good film. Mm -hmm. And it's a creepy, creepy story... It is. Um, it's incredibly dark, and I think it's great. Yeah. And I wanna, I do wanna revisit it mm-hmm. when I've when I've got time in terms of emotional space. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> emotional time. It's yeah. Not to be ta- undertaken <laughs> yeah. lightly, is it? I think it's one of the, yeah. I think for a film, I think there was a really great quote in one of the reviews for it in some sort of uh, newspaper. I can't remember who wrote it. So I'm going to misquote someone probably, but it's like the um, most human film of the year has no humans in it. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I completely agree. Yeah. I loved it. And I think it was robbed of its Oscar by Inside Out. Uh, Now, I know this is going to be a very unpopular statement, but 
I couldn't get on board with Inside Out. Neither could I. Yeah, it wasn't for me. I found it really tedious. I liked the concept. I did like mm. the concept. I think Inside Out would make a really good horror movie. <laughs> Do you reckon? Genuinely. The bit where they go into go the on. subconscious. Yeah. Like, for adults, yeah. if okay. they took the concept and made it a lot darker, uh-huh. oh, I think it'd be great. You make it, Helen. I Let's will. do it. <laughs> also, just quickly, um, the kind of high-rise mm. element of things um, all falling to ruin. Mm-hmm. Can someone make a remake of Lord of the Flies? I'll be up for that. Wouldn't that be so mm. good? Yeah, when was the last There's time? only one film, there's I only think, one. and it's in black well, and white. Well, I think there's a few, but there's only one famous one. I think it's in black couple. and white. It's yeah. old. Come we on, can't guys. watch black and white films anymore. <laughs> I can't be doing Come that. On, mate. We need a 3D Michael Bay version with explosions and naked women, please. No, I think I think it. Um, I, yeah, I think it's due. For yeah, a remake. it could be Maybe really good. Like preempted it. Is yeah. um is Jungle Book on your list? Talking about remakes. Uh, it is not on top my top ten. ten, but I did enjoy it a lot. Mine neither. Mine. <laughs> <laughs> and I need to mention that because during the podcast I was too excited, <laughs> and I said film of the year. <laughs> really? Oh, hello. That's the claim. <laughs> and got now, backtracked. Now it's not even on my top ten. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's great, but it's I not that Jungle great, Book, is it? But I, I saw it twice. Yeah. <laughs> I saw it twice too. It was worth it. Once in 2D and once in 3D. Yeah, definitely. Helen, give us another film. Um, I did want to talk about Remainder a bit more. Yeah. That's my number four, but I actually can't talk about it that much because, guys, I've worked it out, but I can't say because it's too much of a spoiler. Okay, tell us later. But I just want to say... You've worked it out. I've worked out. You've worked out what Remainder is. And it's about Nas. Ooh. Ooh. But I can't say. So... Just if you've seen Remainder, Get in touch I with just Helen. want you to know. Just <laughs> yeah. send me a letter. <laughs> and I'll, Helen, sec- I'll secretly tell you what happened. Because <laughs> I've sorted it. I really liked Remainder, though. It's so good. Oh, I'm so excited for his next work. Whenever it comes. I don't know what yeah. it is. Um, Fire at Sea, I will talk about. Yeah. Just c- I wasn't counting Remainder as one of them. Oh, it's just okay. you, that's not in your list. It is. Oh, right, but, but it's, it's, it's not one of your choices. It's not one of my. Well, we can talk about both. Remainder and Fire at Sea. Both very different films. Hugely different. Um, I think Remainder is a really solid psychological thriller. Um, I think it's sort of the. Um, there's hints of genius there with the filmmaker. Uh, but I think you can tell it's someone's first film. Yes. And that's not a major criticism. But I just think there's, it, there's better to come. Yeah, perhaps. I agree. And um, I'm so excited. I'm excited as well. It's so stylish, Remainder, and he's yeah. got such a great, like, artistic eye. I'm off fast, yeah. Yeah, can't wait to see what he'll do next. So good. And Fire at Sea, um, one of the most um, interesting documentaries I've seen mm, for a long time, I me think. Me too. Uh, just in terms of the way it's filmed and mm. what you're shown. In my top ten, for sure. And perhaps um, the most important film. Well, this is... Um, because obviously when we were talking about it I was saying mm. there's a bit of me that feels a bit uncomfortable yeah um, but then I remembered that actually one of my favourite paintings <laughs> is uh, I said I liked paintings and I do um, Raft of the Medusa by Jericho mm-hmm. 1818 mm-hmm. and it's huge it's this massive yeah. painting uh, 491 centimetres by 716 centimetres that's pretty big can you imagine that? I'm trying. Is it, that like a Monet water lily kind of size? The things are, the humans are life size okay. and the humans wow. in the foreground okay. are bigger than life size. Oh, wow. I'm with you. Okay. And it's about a shipwreck um, 
from a French naval boat that were carrying um, French colonists to Senegal, and it uh, the pilot was really inexperienced, and it, there was a shipwreck, and the captain behaved really immorally and got all him and his crew out into the limited lifeboats mm. this is a true story that happened okay. this is, um into the limited lifeboats and then they were towing a raft behind them but mm-hmm. they snipped the rope to the raft so they just left all these people um to drown and jericho found out about this and he did it on such a massive scale to be like i'm not going to let you forget that this happened mm. and he um you know obviously put it out on exhibition and he did so much research for it he went to visit the morgue to see what Mm -hmm. color the skin tone would be because there were 149 that were left on this raft and only 15 survived oh gosh anyway and i just realized fire at sea is jerry is yeah jericho's raft of the medusa and i'm so glad it's on film Mm -hmm. because i want people to see in the future what happened yeah and us like not to get too political (laughs) yeah but we should be held accountable for the crisis yeah well i think that's the thing isn't it the way we document history is going to have changed so much you know from our history classes when we were at school we're looking at scraps of paper and paintings and things like that we're now creating kind of a multimedia history for ourselves for mm. future generations to look back on and I think that Fire at Sea will be important in that. And all the all the archive footage of newspaper articles and things about that show a negative light on immigration. Yeah. They need this to show what I believe is like the true human crisis and that all the stuff that's negative about immigration is actually very wrong. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mm-hmm. Completely agree. Yeah. So, I mean, I thought it was great, but I felt uncomfortable watching it, but I've kind of realised how important it is to actually yeah. have that on film. And it won... Um, know a few awards this year on its festival run um completely deservingly i think because it is a really important film um but it is and in general it's uh, quite a not easy film to watch but you you can't look away yeah it's that kind of film Um, it's very engrossing yeah you're really drawn into this world um Especially, the real world because like yeah. we said it's it, although it's a documentary it does feel quite feature filmy yeah yeah. Um, because he spent so much time with the people they don't ever feel like they're mm. aware of the cameras yeah. or anything you like feel that. like you're watching characters rather yeah, than definitely. Um, real people which isn't a criticism or anything negative at all it's just because 
they are so interesting mm -hmm. it's like someone's created them yeah yeah exactly um yeah absolutely agree uh i think that's our only documentary that we've Ooh, talked about no i oh. think helen and i might have another documentary oh, to talk about maybe oh. um so my next film uh i'm gonna go for spotlight best picture winner 2016 um so this was uh the film i think we did this quite early on in the podcast's run um obviously about the boston globes expose on uh pedophilia in the catholic church mm -hmm really amazing film so understated it's it's just a great I make the, 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 the so you have it was kind of like between Spotlight and The Revenant mm -hmm. and we didn't do a whole show on The Revenant but we talked about it a lot in the Oscars special and I think The Revenant is a show off film yes it's look what we could do with film it's also what? quite boring <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people share that opinion it's very long The Revenant it is yeah whereas Spotlight is just great combination of just solid acting, mm -hmm. solid direction, solid writing, solid. The music is all done pr pretty much just on a piano. Mm -hmm. Everything's just done at the most basic level to tell a horrible story. Couldn't agree more. Yeah, I completely agree. And also, like we just said, I think this is really important. Yeah. And it's something that I hadn't understood the scale of. No, before. me neither. And I think it's something that I'd heard of in passing, not really taken the time over. Oh, yeah, the Catholic priests abused. I only thought it was boys as well in, yeah. and isn't that horrible yes it's bad but I'm thinking like what it's 50 100 Catholic priests yeah when at the end of the film they show you the all list, the places yeah. that, that's the most horrible, heartbreaking isn't it? Yeah. part of it for me just thinking how can this have been going on yeah. across the world for so long and it's been covered up so bad yeah. so much yeah and I think yeah it, it feels quite old fashioned as well in a way spotlight I thought yes, yeah. it feels like something mm. from the 70s just about a group of kind of not oddballs but slightly quirky pe mm -hmm. newspaper journalists who don't exist much anymore um, because of the way the you know, yeah. media yeah, is these days. Um, yeah, there's just something really nice about it. I just these kind of cr crusaders against evil. Yeah, um, they just felt compelled yeah. to bring justice. And I know people. it's a true story, but it does. It's so it's such a great story. It is that the, the underdogs defeated the not defeated but how to rose task to the these people yeah. that had so much power within their yeah. community as well and I think that's something that we don't necessarily understand so much here because I don't yeah. think the church holds quite as much power mm. as it does in certain parts of America uh, yeah like mm. well it's in Boston which is a heavily Irish Catholic yeah. community um, and it's so brave to take on a big institution like that when you're just a group of people who can be pushed around and yeah. bullied I also, I also love the fact that direct, uh, writer and director Tom McCarthy uh, made the cobbler with Adam Sandler. Oh wow! And I think it's uh, it's actually quite um, up uplifting that a, a film a guy can make a terrible film <laughs> yeah. and then one of the best films of the year. That film they can be more chalk and cheese. Yeah. Film, so there is hope. Yeah. Just think, whenever you watch a terrible film, don't fear because their next <laughs> film could win could best be picture. Spotlight. Yeah. 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 I also think Mark Ruffalo was absolutely incredible in that film and should yeah. have won that Best Supporting Actor Oscar. I absolutely Definitely. agree. And I just there's just there's a there's a speech he makes which is quite heartbreaking. Yeah, really um, heartbreaking. Yeah, I think I think he definitely so deserved. understated oh, in the yes. best way yeah. you don't get these kind of ensemble films anymore either. No. yeah it's true it's so much about the big stars yeah, isn't it like, yeah. well, like, this is another thing with The Revenant it's all it was, it was it was look at Leo the film um, yeah. but I mean I liked The Revenant it is a really well made film but it just doesn't have 
the emotional weight the spotlight did. Yeah, because maybe the story isn't. It's about survival, but a long time ago. It's not necessarily something we can really relate yeah, to. Yeah, and it's also, a film it's so about improbable that someone yeah. can survive that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I remember watching it thinking, "Well, I'm dead after the first battle scene." <laughs> 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 Richard Iwadi was saying that it was a lot of. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> There's a lot of noise. That's how he described it. He was like, "Well, it was." Yeah, I didn't think it was that great. It was just a lot of... <laughs> I mean, I don't want to take it away from Leo because I'm a huge Leo fan. But Leo yeah. should have and won I, for Wolf of Wall Street. He I said done. it all along. Yeah. And I think he... I mean, I'm glad he got his Oscar and I do think he did an incredible <laughs> job in that um, role. But ne- I don't necessarily think, in general, as an enjoyable... Uh, as a film, yeah, I didn't enjoy Yeah, he's not really, really a character. No. He's just a he's guy just, that bad uh, things happen to him. Yeah, yeah. And you just, just see him... Having a bad day. <laughs> bad day bad at the office. Yeah. Mondays, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so spotlight one of my films of the year. Jenna. Another Give one for me. One. Yeah. Ooh, let me consult my list. <laughs> I don't know what I've said and what I haven't yet. Um, here we go. Okay. So, oh, okay. I'm going to go with... Everybody wants some. Yes, I was yeah. hoping. Yeah, I'm ready would go for a for happy it. one after we talked yeah. about all this like really serious stuff. And um, I just loved it. It was so much fun that film. Yeah. I love Richard Linklater as well. And I felt like this film was kind of sidepassed a little bit in general. Yeah, it's a real shame because mm-hmm. I think this is the kind of film that everyone would love when they watched it. Yeah, there's nothing to hate. There's to absolutely like nothing to hate about this film. It's, it's such a like it's so on point with its study of yeah. like that kind of boy culture and friendships and that early like late teens early adulthood feeling yeah loved it but yeah it's about you know about being about male Mm-hmm. and male friendship without being offensive to women it's not offensive to women at which all. is actually quite, I think that's quite hard yeah it's hard to do that in a film so it's a film about a bunch of horny guys that yeah. drink beer and play sports and they love they talk about women and uh-huh. it's, they, uh, they, uh, they sleep around a lot and it's so it'd be so easy for that to be completely sexist and yes. horrible and you'd think that, I mean, on the premise, it sounds like that. And it sounds like, yeah. if you'd have told me, oh, go and see this film, it's about a group yeah. of boys, and all they do is try <laughs> and sleep around, I'd be like, oh, No, God. thank you. Yeah. But it's, it's just not about that, really. No, it's, it's not. It's about friendship, and it's about kind of growing up, I suppose. Yeah. In, yeah, in such a great, stylish time period. And it's the perfect follow-up to Boyhood as well. Yeah. Because Boyhood took him uh, 12 years to make. Yes, yeah. Um, which is insane. <laughs> and to follow that up with a film that's set over three days. Perfect. <laughs> and must have been fairly low budget, really fun and easy to make. Great cast as well. Every yeah. actor in that film is absolutely hilarious. Yeah. Like, like we were saying about Spotlight, you don't get ensemble films much these days, yeah. but this is a great ensemble film. Yeah, and it just, everyone's a character. Like, everyone's a character. Yeah. It just knows what it's doing the whole way through. There's a scene when they're all rapping along. Yeah, in a car the rapping like, yeah. like Just the right amount of time. And it, oh, it leaves you wanting more the whole way yeah. through, I think. Yeah. Absolutely. I will purchase the DVD. Oh, do. Definitely do. I have so many Everybody Wants Some coasters at home. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I want all of the Everybody Wants Some merchandise. (laughs) I'm such a sucker for merchandise. Yeah, me too. And also, its portrayal of the 80s is not ironic. Yeah, no, it's not. It looked really fun because, you know, every time I hear about the 80s, I think, oh, God, perms. It sounds horrendous. <laughs> but it looks so much fun. I want to go to, like, a soul club and go, like, proper yeah. disco dancing. Oh, <laughs> so, I've always yeah. wanted to do that. It just, yeah. I was like, get me back there. Firmly on board. Mm-hmm. I, I uh, approve, approve of, of that your one. choice. Good, yes. good news. 
Helen Seymour. Uh, um, are we doing number one or not? Not yet. Victoria then, number Victoria two. Victoria number two. Loved Victoria, Helen. Amazing. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing more I can say. Oh, it's so good. One take, so real, so much emotion. I don't want to spoil it because there's a lot yeah. that, that happens throughout the film. I didn't think I was going to like it that much. Neither but, did I. Which is why I think I like it as much as I do because I thought it was going to be such a gimmick with the one take and like yeah. it was going to be like... Like Birdman? Yeah. yeah. And it was going to mm. go on for... Which isn't even one take. Way too, too long. Yeah. It's like, actually, it's a really long film, isn't it? It's like two and a half. Yeah, yeah but I didn't notice the time yeah, at all. Yeah, I didn't at all. absolutely loved it. I think it's... Yeah, amazing, amazing, amazing. The journey you go through with those actors yeah. who were so incredible. They didn't have a script. They're no. improvising as they go along. Yeah, amazing. I, <laughs> I oh, have... No, I agree in the most part with you two. Yeah. I do think it's a really great film and I will watch it again and I will recommend it. I would recommend it to people. Mm-hmm. Um, even like, Obviously, I think you should watch everything, but like, I know there are, there are certain people I know that wouldn't watch a foreign Art house film, but it's mostly in English. Uh, yeah, also yeah. There's that, but then there's just the fact that it's so what is so watchable, and it's a mm. recognisable story, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's a thriller. Yeah, it's a really good it's action intense. thriller, and it is intense, and yeah, more so than most um, Hollywood action films mm-hmm. of the past few years. My only re- my reservations are, I think it's too long. Yeah, yeah. I know you you. I'm just completely disagreeing. No, go ahead. Um, yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was too long. I did. I did notice that it was two and a half hours. Um, and there's just. I mean, obviously, it's a really impressive feat to do a film in one take mm-hmm. and be completely improvised. But I just felt like every now and then I could tell that because there was no one shouting cut, yeah. that the improvisation, the dialogue, sometimes went on and just felt like they were just spinning their. Every now and then, I just felt like they're spinning their wheels here. Mm-hmm. They don't. They not. They. I'm not. I'm not going to question anyone's acting or anything like that. Yeah. But I do think every now and then they would. They, some of the improv- improvisational dialogue scenes went on too long. Yeah, I think that's because a they were restrained. Thing for but, yeah. What you like? Because I I really enjoyed that. But then yeah. I also into theatre, so it, yeah. it's, uh, it felt I think, quite. I think every now and then it felt it felt real. Yeah. Because when you meet someone for the first time and you're a little bit drunk, which is what the the first sort of yeah, half yeah. hour of the film is about you do kind of just talk like but rubbish think, for a while well, exactly that's but why then and then like, but I just the fact that I noticed it I feel like but I just thought I oh this is so real yeah and like they're with a group and they're just, so we go over here and now let's do this and like it's that feeling of things yeah. just going on but I wasn't bored by it I was just in it mm. I also feel like some of the crime Elements. Yeah. I think I talked. I talked about this when we did the, the Victoria podcast. That just some of the crime elements just didn't ring true to me because the rest of the film is so realistic. It does get a little far fetched. Yeah, I think it got that. quite well, I've always said there's funny bits. Yeah, there is. There is a lot of humour there, but I just every now and then there'd be like a gangster character that just it's funny took me out of the film oh see I quite like that I just think in general the crime is a little far-fetched yeah. and like the kind of unfolding of that afterwards yeah. I think it could have cut for me a little earlier on without the I don't want to spoil anything but without the final quarter I could have done without that yeah that's what I, I think that's what, if it was like an hour and uh, two hours also because I want a happy ending and it's not a very yeah, happy ending no, it's not. <laughs> I love it in its entirety I think me and Jenna came out being like, oh, my Lord. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, good. Really yeah. good, solid thriller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
um, good like sort of Saturday night viewing. I think yeah. if you're in on a Saturday night and you Sunday, want to Monday, them. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. <laughs> night I think it makes you want to go on a night out afterwards. Other days Saturday of the week night. are available. <laughs> I'd watch any night of the week. Awesome. Um, All morning. <laughs> My next film, I'm going to go for one that we didn't talk about on the podcast. Ooh, okay. I'm going to go for Green Room, directed by Jeremy Saulnier. Uh, so his follow-up to Blue Ruin, starring the late Anton Yelchin. Oh, that was sad. Really sad. Um, this is a film, it's about a heavy metal band mm-hmm. that witness a crime in a sort of white supremacist nightclub. And they're then laid, they're under siege. They lock themselves in a room and they're under siege by this like um, neo-Nazi group headed by Patrick Stewart oh my who goodness. does a great this sounds really like intense there's a great southern accent Patrick Stewart playing a southern redneck racist skinhead is Ooh. a real treat this film was um, not as widely shown as it should have been I've, uh, mm-hmm. yeah I haven't um, seen it it just was really sort of raw real um, sort of breakneck filmmaking I think uh, one of our Producers Jake Cunningham said, when I see that, I'm going to have to put on my big boy pants because <laughs> it's, it's tough and it's brutal. Um, but again, as we said, as I said about Victoria, sort of, a, sort of Saturday night viewing, it's quite pulpy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's quite violent, uh, but I real, really enjoyed it. And a, a, it's quite, it's bittersweet now because of Anton Yelchin's recent passing because mm. it it's just, he was onto amazing things, I think. Um, he's also got Star Trek Beyond coming out in a few weeks' time. Again, that's going to be quite a bittersweet film now, mm-hmm. just because it's your, you. You, I'll, I'll watch it and enjoy his performance, but just in the back of my mind, I'll be like, but he, yeah, it could have had so much more. Yeah, a lot of potential there. Um, yeah, Green Room, highly recommend it. Right, so before we get on to our personal films of the year, mm-hmm. do you want to very quickly just spitfire some um, some special mentions? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I love Zootropolis. Zootropolis, so that, was great. that was a big lot of fun with that. Love and friendship. Love and friendship. Uh, Captain America: Civil War. Oh yeah. Didn't talk about it, but I absolutely loved that. One of the, I think that's one of my favourite films of the year. Just it's so, I think it showed you that superhero films can be really complex and really, really good, like really solidly mm-hmm. good. And I think people who don't like superhero films will enjoy it. We're going for our big number one now. Let's go for big number one. Okay, I think. I mean, I'm de- I've decided. This is my number one so far. It's Notes on Blindness that Helen and I reviewed a few weeks back. High five, Jenna. Yeah, you Helen, feel the same, do you Helen? agree? 100%. It's Have it. beautiful. It's amazing. I don't want to say too much more about it because I think Helen and I gushed about this on the last podcast. Um, but I watch it because I think it, it changes the way you look at so many things in like a beautiful, mind-opening way. I will just say what I did already say on the podcast, but I'm genuinely going to revisit this film mm-hmm. throughout my life in times when I think I may be having a, dif- a difficult time mm-hmm. or need some hope. I'm going to watch this because th- that's what this film is. Yeah. And um, it restores the faith. Yeah, cool. and also just another, like we said, uh, Fire at Sea is a really interesting way of making a documentary. Notes on Blindness is like fascinating way of making a documentary. Yeah. I don't think I've seen anything like this, and Neither have I, I wonder if we'll see anything similar to this in the future. Yeah, um, it's on Curzon Home Cinema. It is. So watch it, watch it, watch it. Fewer, quite a few films that we talked about today are available on Curzon Home Cinema. Just to spit for a few spotlights on there. Goodnight Mummies on there. Fire at Sea is on there. 
Notes on blindness. Notes on blindness is on there. So do check those out on Curse on Home Cinema. My film of the year is a horror film. Surprise, surprise. Mm-hmm. It's The Witch. Yeah. I just think, for me, it's the perfect combination of that sort of folk horror. Um, recently, actually, another sad passing of last week. Robin Hardy, who directed The Wicker Man, passed away. And I think The Witch owes a lot to The Wicker Man, mm-hmm. as do a lot of uh, horror films. Amazing breakup performance from Anya Taylor-Joy. Really creepy, really scary, really unsettling. Um, I just sort of pure horror it's not there's nothing it's not that ambiguous it's there is a witch terrorising this family this is that film um, just an interesting look at femininity religion I just feel like there's everything going on in that film yeah I completely agree with you Sam absolutely loved it it's definitely one of my favourites so far this year think, especially because horror is not my thing at yeah. all so for me to say that a horror film is in my top three maybe yeah. that's yeah and just things like the title was often written as the VV mm-hmm. it's like instead of a W it would be a VV which is the old English way of writing a W just those details yeah. were He'd inherent research with that film it's almost a foreign language film because yeah. the, um, the the English they speak is so old fashioned yeah. and so archaic that's almost it it, takes you, you need subtitles I think yeah, sometimes I think I refuse to watch it because I was scared <laughs> but I, I think you could do it I am going to watch it. it it's not a jump scare film it's just unsettling. Yeah, and I think the most scary part of it is just kind of uh, how, what hysteria can do to you and what yeah. such a dogmatic belief system can do. I'm going to watch it. Definitely. And, yeah, it's a really it's a really nice play on folk myth and urban legends. And like old, oh, that's quote I didn't unquote, mention old Tale of Tales. It wasn't in my list. Tale Tales, that would be another shout-out film. That was really <sighs> fun. Play, what film? <laughs> so many good films and we're yeah. literally only ha- halfway through yeah. the year so Definitely. we've not got any Oscar films out yet so God knows what we're going uh, to be on, on Twitter we have some people's favourite films mm-hmm. Saul Masters has recommended Tale of Tales The Witch Creed and Assassin is his favourite films Ken's movie review says just start with Deadpool but the year's been very strong overall so far despite the potential risk of summer slump slash long gaps mm-hmm. agreed think the summer blockbuster season is not looking too good BFG's coming BFG's coming out Star, that, yeah. Star Trek Beyond uh, Paul Green says Victoria agrees with you two Mustang the hereafter yes. Brand New Testament Embrace the Serpent a very interesting eclectic list Ooh, there he's got a great list Stephen yeah. Armour yeah The Witch Green Room Hog of the Man High Rise Departure oh he's, he's your he's kind of guy yeah kind of guy, kind of guy. And then Stevie uh, at Decanio72. He's got a long list. Ooh. He's gone Green Room, Spotlight, Son of Saul, The Nice Guys, Sing Street, Mustang. The Nice Guys is really good. The Neon Demon, The Wave, The Clan, Evolution, and Deep End. Deep End was great. Deep End well. was good. There's so many great films. It has this been year. a really good year yeah. for these kind of smaller independent films. Survivalist. And we haven't The Survivalist. Oh. I forgot about The Survivalist. It's a good one, That's isn't great. it? Very small film, but very good. I think just to end with saying the whole point of the one of the points of the Curzon podcast is to bring you these films mm-hmm. films that you won't know often uh, don't get much attention and it, they're harder to find and seek out but they're worth seeking out oh, and I think we've just proven that with that mm-hmm. really lot of, we've mentioned like over 20 films I think yeah yeah got to get on home cinema and get watching them absolutely yeah so uh, another big thank you to uh, CSR 97.4 FM for letting us use their studio today. We'll be back next week. So that's goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. And goodbye from me. See you later.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.